matter how high-tech, highfalutin, lazy, or foo-foo America gets, we will never stop hunting and fishing. This is The Hunting Quest. Hunting Quest. We take one hour of every week and talk about our favorite things in the world, hunting, hunting and fishing. And fishing. You'll get tips and help on the fishing environment locally in the DMV area. Plus, we're going to have fun along the way. This is The Hunting Quest. And now your host, Mike Tippin and Bennett Malin. What's going on, fellas? It's been a long day. It has been a long day. It's now Saturday, second day of the expo. It's about 6 o'clock. Getting close. Countdown. Countdown. Yeah. Coming down to the wire. Not that anyone's counting down until <laughs> the show closes we tonight. We still got another day. <laughs> <laughs> Closing time. <laughs> <laughs> so Mikey and I are joined this afternoon with uh, Mr. Brandon Sher of Edge of the Wild. Brandon, how you doing? Good. Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. So obviously we mentioned it's a long day. Yes. And it's always a grind. Yeah. But uh, I can't. First of all, thank you for coming on, especially this late in the day. Um, we try to, you know, keep as much energy as we can coming through these things. But we actually met you yesterday. Yes, right? sir. Yep. And uh, it's pretty cool. Y'all got, first of all, y'all got a hell of a booth. A hell of a booth. Hey, you know what? It's all about uh, putting on a show. Yeah. And there was a guy years ago that told me that, that I started hunting with. His name was Bub Jackson that I hunted with for years. And uh, Bub's a legend in the outdoor industry. Yeah. And he always talks about it at a trade show was stopping power. Right. When someone walked by your booth, a lot of people will tell you that at a trade show when people are walking by, it's like an escalator. Yeah. So you want them to stop and talk to you. Yeah, for sure. You know, and that at the end of the day, and that's what we try to do with all of our hunts, with everything that we do. Right. Is try to engage people. Yeah. Well, I can tell you, your booth is phenomenal. I appreciate uh, that. Everybody over there is super nice. Uh, Really, really cool to talk to. Uh, you took the time out today to talk to us, and that was that was or yesterday, and, and obviously today. So, um, awesome. We we really appreciate it. I uh, appreciate y'all having me. So, with that, tell us about Edge of the Wild. So, Edge of the Wild. We started Edge of the Wild a few years back. Uh, for years, I've had a, a media and production company, and then Edge of the doing work for other companies and edge of the wild has been our outdoor brand with our guys that hunt and our show sure and so we've got a team of about five or six guys that regularly film with us we travel all over whitetail hunting turkey hunting we'll hunt anything i mean honestly <laughs> <laughs> hunt fish uh everything in the outdoors and that's what we enjoy sure and getting the next generation involved and there honestly with having kids like i do uh, that means more to me than anything else is let's keep this thing going Absolutely. and especially in the world today that we've got is keeping it going. Yeah, that's a big one. Absolutely. I mean, that's a really, really big one. You know, this next generation is, I don't, I don't know how you put it, but you know, people are, they're a little worried, you know, <laughs> I think we're all worried. Yeah. A little bit, a little bit, but I tell you, you know, you look behind you over there, there's a kid in that booth and I've seen him picking up fishing poles all day. I've seen him talking to people about hunting and fishing. I met a 16-year-old uh, today. That kid's after it. I mean, he is. This is this is the next greatest thing on the planet. I am gonna be somebody, and this is how I'm gonna make it. Yep. Um. So, uh, a little bit reassuring. And, and hey, no, uh, that over a video game any day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> so, hundred percent. Yeah, I, I think 
you know, couple of days at this at this show and not seeing kids with phones in their face and you know, I got I got a little bit back. You know, my, yeah. my heart's yeah. healthy now. You know, just seeing a couple of days of it, you know, it, it gives us all hope for the future right? that there is there <laughs> is a chance that things can yep. turn around. Just oh, the yeah. amount of kids that came by that possum has been the hit of oh, the yeah. show for us. Oh my God, the amount of people that that thing has stopped. Oh yeah, but the amount of kids. Yeah. That to pet a possum in today's yeah. world oh, yeah. that are like, there's a possum. That's stuffed. I want to touch it. Can yeah. I touch that? <laughs> sure. Yeah, you can touch that. Oh, yeah, here, <laughs> They're like, wow, this thing's really cool. Oh, yeah. Do you want me to take your picture with it? Oh, Come yeah. on. Oh, it's this crazy. morning when I got here, I was walking around with it in my arms. And just <laughs> <laughs> it's this pet possum, Charlie. So. You need to get a leash and start walking that thing oh, down God. the aisle. Oh, I'm going to get one of those, like, uh, the little Artists. chest harnesses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hold them in there like a baby and walk around. Get the GoPro, kind of figure out a way to yeah. zip tie them in. You'll be good. You'll be good. Oh, yeah. We'll be set up tomorrow. So... Uh, um, I like that. You know, we, we, we laugh and joke. Obviously, at the end of the day, a little punch drunk over this stuff. But it's a good, you know, it's, it's it, on, a, on a little bit more serious note, um, it's good to see people get back, understand that kids are, you know, kids are the next Absolutely. thing. Um, and the more people, I think most of us here get that, and, and it's, it's cool. You well, know, it's, I think none of us, none of us want it to end with us. No. You Not know, there was somebody that got all of us involved yeah. and got us all started with this. And For we sure. don't want that to end there. No. We want to keep the same things going. And, I mean, I hope with my kids that they're doing the same things that I'm doing now. Yeah. And we all hope for that, you know. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. And uh, so, you know, back to Edge of the Wild, y'all do, you know, obviously your video and, you know, different hunts. and But where are y'all out of? So we're based out of Williamsburg, Virginia. Oh, um, wow. Good place. So... We've got a couple of our guys are local by us in that area, sure. and then we also have staff members that are in uh, upstate New York, okay. which is where I'm from originally, right. and then we also have staff members in Ohio. And so between us, we go a lot of different places, sure. hunt a lot of different game. Sure. And again, you know, with, with video, with Edge of the Wild and putting the shows out, it's all about telling a story and again sharing those experiences sure. sharing the story of what you're doing yep and capturing a moment absolutely know? if you right. get we it's funny um we we've heard that a couple of times with different folks like from taxidermists my guy white you know he i'm i'm not just doing something I mean, he put all this stuff up here i'm not you know he's not the way he puts his i'm capturing a moment i'm not stuffing an animal right. i'm capturing a moment and and Y'all are the same way. I, th I think that's cool. And with a taxidermist, with sharing a moment, a moment that meant a lot to somebody. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. You know? And yeah. same thing with, with video work. And if I'm behind the camera, yeah. it means just as much to me, yeah. whether I shot it or somebody else shot it. It means a lot. I was to a part me, of it. You know, you know that, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. So how on earth did you decide to get into this? <sighs> <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Uh, Sorry, Benny. I took. You, I knew that was your question. To, there, so. Dude, be, I'm just gonna let you run with them. No, yeah, no, no. To, to be honest with you, it's uh, it's every childhood dream. Like we were talking about yep. with kids, that that's what you want to do. Sure. You know, uh, I grew up in upstate New York, um, and I moved to Virginia. I got into the logistics business. I uh, was working for my uncle for years. I started my own logistics company, and I was doing that for years. And I started. Uh, methodical media as a side business and I've been filming my hunts for years just because I wanted to be able to share those experiences sure. anytime you get done hunting 
You go and you talk to your buddy. Oh man, you should have seen it. It was so great. Oh yeah. That's what got me into filming. That's a great way to look at yeah. it. Yeah. And so instead of being able to talk about the story, I wanted to show the story. Sure. And then that ended up turning into a business. Finally, it was 2016. I stopped uh, doing the logistics business completely. Wow. And media was 100% what I started doing at that point in time. That's crazy. And so like I said, it was more of a, it was a dream. I dreamed about it and figured out a way to make a living out of doing it. And that ain't I bad. enjoy every minute of what I do. Yeah. But yeah. I imagine that dream took a lot to put together. So. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> they all do. They all do. Hey, if you want to be a professional athlete, yep. if you want to be any of those things, you got to put in the work you do. to make those things happen. Yeah, a lot of and sacrifice. So with a kid, I think, is just, you know, hey, look, we teach them the, all the things that we can, how to be successful, how to do these things. Sure. Hey, you can do whatever you want to do. Yeah, look yep. at me. Look at me. It, 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 yep. And, you know, we talked about it the other day is, you know, when you look at something people think oh well i'm gonna go do this and mm -hmm. you know i'm gonna start a podcast or i'm gonna start a media company i'm gonna film my hunts and when it's all fun that's great it's not always I'm, i love this i love the podcast right. right but there's times when you look at it and you're like man why why am i doing this you know but you grind at it because it's what you love. You know, you're, you're trying to teach somebody. And I, I you, can imagine the same way. And you're not, everything's not going to be perfect right. all the time. Exactly. You're, I can, I mean, you learn more from mistakes you've made. Of, you hope to. Hey, gone. how did I do that? Or, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. And, but those are learning experiences. Absolutely. And the next time it's that much better. Absolutely. Well, yep. those are learning experiences. I tell people, those are learning experiences for people who want to improve. You know, a lot of times people take that on the, you know, you know, hit some adverse area and it just doesn't, something, you know, oh, it's hard. Uh, I'm going to give up. I quit, you yeah. know. Um, and I think that's what really separates people. You know, Absolutely. you have that drive to continue. You have yep. that capability to just, you know, make it better, get through this bad part and get to the next good part. Um, and I think that's pretty cool. So. That's all life is, is you're going to have adversity. I don't care what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Pick yeah. yourself up, dust yourself off, let's keep rolling. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Benny, I see you got a question. I got a question for you. So, like you've said, you've traveled all over and filmed hunts for, you know, your own hunts, personal stuff for clients, stuff like that. What was your favorite one to film? Or what, what's your favorite memory from what you've done so far as Edge of the Wild? To be honest with you, it goes back to my kids being able to do it. You know, when you've got that memory that you're always going to have, sure. I mean forever, and my kids being able to take and share that with their kids in the future, things like that. So if you try to say pick one or pick your favorite, it'd be any of them sure. with my kids. Sure. I mean, it would. And, you know, there was – we did a hunt uh, this year. We did uh, a hunt down in North Carolina and we brought in eight youth hunters. And oh we boy. brought in multiple sponsors. All these kids got a Mossberg shotgun. Wow. They got red dot scopes on them. They got ammo, they got camo. They got, they were all outfitted with all of that. But when this hunt happened, it was the first day of turkey season in North Carolina youth, which was the same as ours in Virginia sure. with my son. Well, my son was there on that hunt but I had another kid that I had with that. So I said to my son, I'm like, look, he's got to shoot first. 
and then you can shoot. Right. So, like, people don't realize that side of it, that my kids have to actually sacrifice yeah. on some of that because of what I do for oh, a living. Oh, for sure. Like, for sure. I'm the cool dad because of what I do, yeah. but the kid still sacrifices <laughs> yeah. on some of that stuff, too. For sure. So, the ones with my kids mean more than, That's than cool. anything else. And I couldn't single one of them out because I enjoy every single minute of all of them. I get it. Absolutely. So, um, what – obviously, this is I, – I tried – the media aspect you know i can't cut a reel to save my life <laughs> nor do i want to that's benny's job right um <laughs> hey man i can't even get audio with video sometimes uh, all right so well, we're working with what we got over here don't his, tell on yourself uh, you <laughs> put, it, put his name in the intro and this is what happens now. that's what it was so but um it's a lot of work it's a lot of effort it's it a is. lot of time um is there Let's look. Let's go back. What's like? What's the hardest part of this? I mean, I can only imagine that you know. But what's what's the hardest part? I don't know what I would say. The hardest part is is uh, I don't know. It's all a vision. Like so, I like to think when we when I film something, a lot of the stuff that we do, I'm filming. Mm -hmm. If I'm filming a project, I've got a vision in my mind to film it. You know, one of the hardest things is getting the right music to go with the vision of, <laughs> okay, of what right. you filmed, to sure. be honest with you. Dude. That makes sense. Because the, mu the music matters with it. And sure. if you walk by our booth or whatever, we've got surround sound going and music yep. going. And it, I, I think that's probably one of the hardest parts. Um, every hunt's different. So you can't say that uh, as far as the hunting aspect goes, it's yeah. that... Uh, one's harder than the other they're yeah, all different yeah. they yeah. all have got their own challenges and their own their own things with that yeah but, uh, uh everything's a challenge always <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool though <laughs> I, I, you know it's 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 unique right yep um so benny's got i see him over there he's got something uh, i don't know if i'd go that far oh right. now so i with doing the filming and stuff like that I, Obviously, you're going to be working during your hunting season as well. Do you get time to hunt for yourself, or are you just grinding out those uh, 90 days, whatever it is, per species? Always time to hunt for myself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so <laughs> Why work for yourself if you can't enjoy your time? Exactly. <laughs> that. So there with that go. being said, what's your favorite species to go after? Uh, it's kind of two-sided. I... I love whitetail hunting. Sure. Um, you know, me personally, we live in Virginia. We don't have 200-inch deer. Right. Um, you can only hunt what you've got around right. you. So I'll try to – we're allowed to kill three bucks in Virginia. I can't tell you the last time I've killed three bucks. Sure. I don't need to fill all my buck tags, but I'll normally pick one or two, and I'll target it. And with whitetail, it stresses you to death. Oh, God, <laughs> yes. I mean, you want to pull your hair out. Uh, so I really – I love the pursuit with whitetail. Yep. When it, you know, food plots, all the things, setting up your property, doing all of that. But I really love turkey hunting because it's fun. Oh yeah. It's fun. You're not <laughs> sitting there all day in a stand. You're not freezing <laughs> your tail off. Yep. You're not things like that. So I don't know. I mean, I think I have a lot of fun and excitement turkey hunting, and we yep. kill a lot of turkeys. Um, but I like the whitetail side of it too. I, I think it's kind of a, I'm happy when each season comes yeah. and the pursuit of both of them. And Those are my two favorite things. Yeah, absolutely. Glad to be outside, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So especially you get a little off time to go hunt. 
That's my mental That's a win. Point. I don't care. Yeah, I say I wouldn't care what I'm going hunting for. <laughs> nah. You get a day off work to go hunt. I'm <laughs> or fishing for that matter. Oh, I, I, don't care. I say just yeah. time to get outside <laughs> yep. and just clear your brain out and not have to think. You had a bad day. Let's you know, go and, fishing. And sitting there at a computer. Better when you're talking about that. Sitting at a computer is same thing with me. Is oh, like yeah. people think that it's all great because you're, oh man, you get to hunt, you get to that, you this, and I'm no like. Idea. You realize all that's got to get put together yeah, somehow yep. at the end of the oh, day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's <laughs> absolutely. Mikey and I joke that it's everyone's dream job until they actually get to do it. Yeah. It's still a job at the end of the day. It, oh, it absolutely. And, you know, like he's a guide. And I tell him, I'm, you know, I will help a guide. You know, I'll go out and help in a blind and, you know, all that stuff. But what I found out a long time ago was you can love duck hunting. Or you can love deer hunting. But if you're a guide, you have to be completely obsessed with it. I and mean, insane. Yeah, and insane, yeah. 100%. Yeah. And, and you can't want to do anything else because that's all there is to it. And and it is truly an obsession. And, and the media aspect of it, I've seen what y'all go through. I've seen the cameras get broke. I've seen... You know, I've seen the amount of media that was not good. You know, the audio quality wasn't perfect, so you didn't use. Dude. It's it's not like a movie scene where you filmed it and it didn't come out right, and you're like, hey, go back and do that again. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have a deer right. or a turkey or an elk or whatever. Come back and uh, do that again. <laughs> oh, it's it's right the first time or it didn't yeah, happen. Yeah. So. Well, I think that's what makes it so special. Uh, it is. To me, like that, knowing that side of it as a hunter, watching hunting videos, that god the amount like knowing the amount of work that goes into it and you know we've worked with a few film crews in the past and and still do and it, just the amount of work that the filming the amount of work that goes into the filming it nobody nobody understands it no. it really you know i mean to get a eight minute video is sometimes hours worth of footage oh yeah, to put I'm together just a couple minutes for, i mean it's for a good one absolutely it's incredible yeah yeah, and and it also there's times. Hey, I'll tell you this too with turkeys. We've so this past year, I think we killed 37 or 38 on film, and I can tell you, not everyone that came out perfect with film. Yeah, <laughs> it's, they're a wild animal, and that's yeah. yeah. Welcome to yeah. welcome to the animal kingdom, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. That's like I watch these guys that do the tornado hunters. Yeah. You know, and you'll watch an entire episode, and you'll see tornado you know tornadoes or you know whatever but these guys you know they didn't take a direct hit and you're sitting there and you're like but those dudes were like within you know half a half a mile of a tornado and it's like who does that Not who me. goes out do that you know and and the same can be said for people who try to you know video animals you know video hunts and do the and stuff like that for sure and, and it's nuts i mean it's just absolutely nuts for so sure. um i did get to watch some of your video stuff and it's that's pretty tight, man. That, I appreciate that it. That stuff is yeah. impressive. So um, so we talked a little bit, obviously, like turkey hunting. Um, but you mentioned something else real quick, and I heard, you know, the food plot aspect. Yep. I'm always fun. It's always interesting to talk about food plots. So um, it's kind of an awkward segue, but we're going to do it anyway. Why? What? So I hunt over most of the, the you know, most of the hunting I do is over corn plot, yep. um, or over, over food plot, not corn. Um, 
it's forty and slip. Don't don't tell. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, um, you know, it's, it's over food plots, and and we spend a lot of time making sure that our food plots are are put together right. Right. Um, you get into that way more than we do, I imagine. So, what? Let, let's talk about food plots. So the one main thing with food plots that I try to tell everybody is it depends on where you're hunting to. Sure. So we're here in Virginia. Mm -hmm. We're on the east coast of Virginia, uh, which is all, I mean, the east coast of Virginia is different than the west part of Virginia. Sure. You get out there in the mountains, it's colder. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of food plot things you see, a lot of hunting shows you see, they're out in the Midwest. So the things they plant are different than what we plant around here. Sure. So, for instance, uh, radishes, turnips, brassicas, all those bulbs, bigger things like that. They, deer don't hit them here, right. truthfully, until right. season's over. Right. Yeah. Yep. I plant those things, but that's where I find my sheds. Right. <laughs> in those I'm not killing yep. any deer on them. Right. I'm going to find my sheds on those. Yep. So, we plant different things here. Uh, one of the main things around here we plant is clover, mm -hmm. because we've we've killed deer uh, on clover from the first day of the season to the last day of the season. Mm -hmm. The deer are hitting those. Oh yeah. Um, and I think the biggest thing with food plots where people struggle with is where do I start? There you go. When I start them. Um, number one thing. Someone wants to go buy a bag of seed that is it says throw and grow, then I can go throw this thing in the middle of the woods and it's going to grow me a food plot. And that's not the case. And I feel like it needs to have a warning label on some of the seed I would agree. that says that. This is not for food plot consumption. You know, for one, when you plant a food plot is you want to go in and you want to kill everything. Yep. Absolutely everything. Sure. Go in, you spray it, you kill it. Uh, make sure it's cleared and you get good soil right. to seed contact. The two number one things yep. is you want to make sure there's no competition. Sure. And your soil or your seed can get to the soil. Yep. And I think that's where you start. And the other side of that with the food plots is do you want to go to a hot dog stand and just eat a hot dog? Or do you want to go to a buffet and have an option of a lot of little of this, a little of that, sure. a little of that? And I think th those are the key things. I mean, give them give them options. For sure, I like that, I, and I I think that's the right approach. Yep. Um, but we had kind of talked a little bit before the you know before the podcast that, you know, people get into this and they think, oh well, food plots are there because you're you're baiting deer in and you're you know, and it, it couldn't be further from the truth. I mean, no. it, it it that's not what it's about. You know, these deer are conservation. You know, it's a conservation effort Absolutely. to protect your deer. Um, up in northern Virginia where I'm at, you know, deer come in. And I see them. I mean, they're starving to death. Summertime, they're starving to death. Right. You know, wintertime. You got a lot of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and the majority of people don't hunt. And the ones who do are, you know, it's a different story up there. Different world. But yeah. um, you look at it and you're like, my God, man, how do you do this? You know, and putting the food plot in isn't to bait people in, not to sit there. I mean, yeah, I shoot a lot of deer over food plots. But it's not that. I mean, well, but there's no difference with that than a guy that's sitting on the edge of a bean field exactly. at a farmer planting. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh, so absolutely, you're creating your own your own luck, if yeah. you want to call it with luck. It's not luck, but you're also investing in your property, your yep. herd. Absolutely. And you want to. When I plant a food plot, I'm not planting it because I want to have a good year. No. I want it to be a good year I after want years. year after year. Right. Yeah, for sure. 
you and, know. And that's what it's about. You know, it's, it's a good conservation effort, healthy herd. You know, making sure they're not starving, making sure they got, you know, a high protein content, you know, yep. things like that. You know, unfortunately, you're right. They don't go after the bulbs here <laughs> until yep. late in the season, yep. which is good. You know, throw them in there. But again, so plant that plot, but just understand in your mind. And again, I think a lot of food plot things are educational that people don't understand. Uh, why am I doing this? Right. It's 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 a different aspect that I'm going out and I'm putting a corn pile out. Yeah, to kill something way over. different. Right. It's, I'm planting this, and we do that. We'll have, we might have a property where we've got a stand. Let's say I've got a, uh, a plot that's 200 yards long. Sure. Well, 100 yards of it might be one thing right. for a certain time of the year. Yep. 100 yards of it might be something for another time of the year. Yep. 100%. And just having those different things for different times of the season that they're going to eat, mm -hmm. and your deer have a food source year-round. Absolutely. Well, that's what I know. Uh, our farm in Missouri, we do a lot of um, wheat and peas and clover, stuff like that in our regular plots. We always do a big turnip plot that, you know, they'll hammer the greens all summer long and fall, and then once that first snap hit, that cold snap hits, that's when they, you know, the bulb starts getting sweet, and they're, you know, they're in there through late January, digging those out of the ground, crunching yep. on them. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it, it those turnips really go a long way yeah you know that that sure. clover gets hammered that, that clover gets hammered pretty early yeah, it and it does. gets down to you know it gets mowed down to that's almost good bow nothing, season but <laughs> well and the, the thing with clover though what happens is that in the hottest months it goes dormant yeah, it does it's yep. not really growing and so like right now it's not really growing but then come september oh. it's gonna start growing again it's on and then when it gets real cold it goes dormant again, yep. but it's still there. Yep. It's not dying. Right. It's not going anywhere. Yep. It, it withstands, right? Yep. Absolutely. And it handles heavy, heavy browse pressure, which <laughs> yeah. in our area, same thing like where you guys are talking about is there's a lot of deer. Yep. You go plant, uh, you try to plant an acre of beans, you can forget about oh, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's gone. Useless. Oh. As soon as they sprout up out the dirt, <laughs> they're oh, gone. They're gone. Yeah. It, it's funny because we stopped. We were, we were headed up right across the street from our airbnb um it's a bean field and i stopped and i'm looking over there and you can see first three rows are there's no beans on it they've all been eaten off and you're sitting there and you're looking and you're like man that's freaking crazy i mean that's just nuts yeah. and i'm like if how i always wonder how the heck did they get those things how did they get them past the deer and then you realize all right you know it's thousands of <laughs> acres <you laughs> they know, don't <laughs> they don't but yeah. those first three acres those, those first three rows four rows are just you know they're 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 prime picking for those deer you know yep. shooting them on the edge and you know okay i see how oh, you yeah, go for sure <laughs> so what's your go-to mix you know you have a mix what do you like i wouldn't say i have a direct go-to right uh you know in our area i use winter peas a lot okay we always mix some oats in with it sure and we'll do radishes turnips sugar beets rape things like that uh but clover is my absolute go-to yeah and it's good for turkey hunting as well <laughs> oh, yeah. Not just whitetail. It's, oh yeah it's the best bang for your buck yeah for and sure and once you get that clover established it's minimal money yeah and minimal maintenance yeah you know, i agree we, we don't have all the money in the world and no you know if you want to go keep planting acres and acres over and over again year after year it good costs on you, you. <laughs> but and again, I guess if if we were in the Midwest where we had to plant things like that, if a deer were eating them, I mean, I would do it. But yeah. like I said, clover around here, yeah, it just 
with our with our temperature and everything else yeah. it, it works the best yeah and a lot of the midwest hunters well he's out there a lot of the midwest folks they get out there and they they they'll they're already planting and they just add a little bit over here for themselves you know yeah, it, yeah. that's not getting harvested that's going to stay up yeah 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 and so. we we do the same thing with that yeah if i've got you know some of our farms we've got corn or beans next to it yep. and we'll pay the farmer to leave an acre standing for us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. You know? so oh, yeah. For we, sure. We, we use that, too. Yeah. That's a good way to do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. Oh, it's yeah. It's like common knowledge, man. Come on. <laughs> but it's common knowledge for people like us, but it's not common knowledge for most folks. You know, you would think that, you know. Absolutely. And common I think it's where, like you said, it, a lot of people don't know where to start. Right. Where do mm -hmm. I start? Yep. And, it, and, and we talked to uh, another guy, and he said, you got to start with a plan. You gotta have a plan. Yep. What do you want out of this? You know, what do you want out of your land? What do you want it? What do you want it to do? What do you, and what do you want it to produce? Mm -hmm. um, and I think there's a lot of truth to that. I really oh, yeah. do. So, Absolutely. And what can you afford? Like you said, you know, yeah. hey, you know, I can't afford to plant this every year with you know, you know, sweet beets and radishes and, and things like that. Clover's the best bang for my buck. Well, put it down. Yeah. I mean, if that's what you got, that's what you got. And, and it's not clover if you're gonna go plant you know, an acre or two of it. It's not cheap in the beginning right. to start with, but if you look at it, it's going to last me four or five years. Absolutely. There's my savings yep. on that. Absolutely. And yep. mix it in with some oats. Yep. Shoot, man. Yep. You're set. Yep. You know? Absolutely. Uh, that's a quick quick way, quick win, I would think. You know, yep. so, you know, if you're going to hunt an area immediately and you don't have the tools to really do it, go ahead. You know? Yep. Uh, that's my take on it, so. All right, I think they're telling us we got to get out of here. I say, I think we're, <laughs> I think right, we're about guys, to get well, kicked out. I appreciate y'all having me on here. Absolutely, had a great time. We appreciate you coming on. We appreciate you being here, and and we tell a lot of folks this, but obviously you're gonna sign a shirt. Um, yep, sign hopefully a shirt. you figured out what you're gonna say. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but if you hadn't, that's okay too. But um, we appreciate you being on here. We can't do this without folks like you. It's been a really good conversation. We'd love to have you on again, and so Absolutely. you know, kind of hit some more areas, talk about some turkey hunting, and. Uh, and uh, some of those other things there. So appreciate it, guys. Best of luck to y'all too. Absolutely, man. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks, Brandon. All right. See y'all. See you. Next time. See you guys. You've been listening to the Hunting Quest. No matter how crazy, high tech, or lazy the rest of the country gets, we will always be hunting and fishing. If that's you, you've found your new family. Thanks for listening to the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. Reach out to us by email at info at thehuntingquest.com and check us out on Instagram and YouTube at The Hunting Quest. See you next time. <laughs>